You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. If you'd gone to Kalamazoo, Michigan in 2005, you would have found a small, struggling town. The big medical company had left, and it took most of the middle class with it. The schools had been losing students for decades. For the students who remained, the future seemed more and more limited. But then, on November 10th, the school board called a meeting. Parents and students and teachers packed into a room. They'd been told that the school superintendent, Janice Brown, was going to announce something big. But they weren't sure what. Until... Dr. Janice Brown announced that this group of anonymous donors, local wealthy individuals, had made a commitment to send every graduate of the Kalamazoo Public Schools to college for free forever. This was the Kalamazoo promise. Attend Kalamazoo Public Schools K-12, live in the district, and your in-state college tuition was completely covered. Four-year universities, community colleges, even eventually some private schools. Tuition free. Nearly everyone remembers where they were when they heard the news. I was on a school bus heading back from a basketball game. We were getting ready for the musical to perform that night. So my brother, you know, he was rushing in the house and he was just like, Mom, I'm going to college. My nephew, Jalen, he was in the second grade and he said to me, I'm going to college. And I thought to myself, it's begun. It's begun as a second grader. What a beautiful thing. From the Vox Media Podcast Network, this is The Impact. I'm Jillian Weinberger. This season, the 2020 U.S. presidential candidates have some big ideas. We've been investigating how those ideas worked or didn't work in other places or at other times. There are today hundreds of thousands of bright and qualified young people uh, who want to go to college but can't go to college for one reason alone, and that is their families lack the funding. Today on the show, free college. Senator Bernie Sanders has a plan. So does Elizabeth Warren. And that is to make college universally available with free tuition and fees. College graduates just do better in life. They earn more money, have access to a wider range of jobs. The fact that there was a commuter college about 45 minutes away that I could pay for on a part-time waitressing job it opened a door. And that was my chance. But college is getting more and more expensive in the United States. Those who finish often graduate with a lot of debt, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars. 
This debt can keep them from moving forward in their lives, from buying a house or starting a family. And the number one reason students give for dropping out of college is the price. There's a real access problem for low-income students, for students of color. Free college feels like it should solve these problems. That's what some people in Kalamazoo thought would happen when the promise started in 2005. Producer Bird Pinkerton went to Kalamazoo. The people she met there told her that the reality was more complicated. It's very much a glass-half-full, glass-half-empty story. This is Michelle Miller-Adams. She is a social scientist based out of Kalamazoo, and she has been studying the promise for 15 years. She told me there is a lot to be impressed with here. The promise bumped up college graduation rates by a lot. It's a 30% increase in bachelor's degree completion, and that is huge. Nothing gets you a 30% increase in bachelor's degree completion. At this point, nearly half of Kalamazoo students actually complete a college degree or a certificate, which has brought Kalamazoo up to the state average for public universities. And that's impressive because Kalamazoo is a high-poverty school district. But if you look at it through that glass-half-empty lens, the results feel less hopeful. Like, even with college tuition paid for, only half of students are graduating. And a little less than a third of Black students make it all the way through college in 10 years. It's, it's still low. I talked to a representative of The Promise who agreed. It is not good enough that they're just meeting the state average. So why? Why do students with free college tuition not finish? Why aren't these numbers way better? I think a lot of people expected the Kalamazoo Promise to work some kind of magic on the district and its people, and I think that's a pretty unrealistic expectation. Michelle has an analogy she likes where she says that getting to college and beyond is like running along a racetrack. So the cost of tuition would be one big hurdle, but there are also lots of others. To understand what those other hurdles look like, we're going to follow the lives of two Promise students. First up, Aaliyah Buchanan. You see this? That's me. I picked that dress up. We're sitting on a big, squishy couch at Aaliyah's grandparents' house, flipping through a purple scrapbook. She is pointing out a dress that she wore in elementary school. It had the shoulders, you know, like the styrofoam shoulders in there. And Do you know the movie The Wiz? Like Diana Ross's dress? That's how that dress was. The scrapbook is full of Aliyah's bold fashion choices from throughout her school days. That's eighth grade formal <laughs> that I had. But meanwhile... I'm so basic. I'm Olivia Tarantine, our yeah, other promise student... She is less interested in fashion. She's wearing all gray, but her socks are bright pink. Thank you, thank you. They don't match, but... <laughs> what Olivia is interested in is social work and nursing. Like my aunt, she was going through med school while I was growing up, and so, like, she would buy me different... Um, it was like a human body. She's talking about those artificial torsos that biology teachers use, the ones with the fake organs that you can take out and put back in. A weird, how old were you? I was super young. <laughs> I got my first one when I was like seven. Imagine Aliyah and Olivia both running long races towards their college graduation. Aliyah in a running outfit with padded shoulders and a bold print. Olivia more focused on the biology involved in running. And their marathons were pretty different. Even though Olivia had some early hurdles, 
When she was around nine, her mom got a degree and a good job. She married a guy who eventually adopted Olivia. I went from having, like, the needs to, like, having most of what I wanted. My mom, she had disabilities. For Aliyah, the road was tougher. When she was around nine, her mom had a bad fall at work. That's when a lot of stuff changed. I don't know if it was just depression because of that happened or whatever, but it's been, like, taking a toll on her ever since. Aliyah's mom stopped working. The family went on food stamps. And there were still moments of lightness in their home, like Whitney Houston sing-offs, plays that Aaliyah and her sister would put on. But money was a struggle. They moved into income-based housing. And then later, in high school, Aaliyah got a job at Wendy's. So she was bringing in money. But her mom was afraid that the additional income would make them ineligible for housing. Aaliyah had to move in with her grandparents permanently. She loved them and looked up to them. Her grandfather was a deacon at the church, very well known in the community, but still. I didn't see my mom. Sometimes I see her on the weekends, but if I'm here, then I'm, and my mom lived way out over there. So as Aliyah was going through the Kalamazoo public school system, she had all of these hurdles to clamor over. And in Kalamazoo, this situation is pretty common. A lot of students have complicated home lives. Some are homeless. Others don't know where their next meal is going to come from. And all of this can make it hard to focus in school. Some kids act out. Yeah, it could be like someone trying to be a class clown. Olivia remembers this happening a lot. And then it's just, you know, somebody else joins in and then they have to get sent out, but they want to make a big scene, so they're not going to get sent out. They got to have security come get them. So now we have two, three security guards coming to our class Now, this is 20 minutes, at least. But even though there were all these hurdles, there were also teachers who were determined to make sure students were prepared to take advantage of the Kalamazoo promise, this free college tuition. Olivia remembers a teacher drilling her to write college-ready essays. Oh, every essay I had to rewrite in her class. You couldn't start a sentence with and or the or... She's like my third conscience. Like, (laughs) she's in there, like, when I'm doing my homework... I was going through stuff and didn't know how to maintain life and at home or not being able to talk to someone or, you know, until this lady came. Her name was Miss Yarbrough, and she helped me. Miss Yarbrough did big things, like she helped Aliyah get all her credits to graduate on time, but also small things that are really important when you're a high school student. Like, she helped Aliyah pay for a prom ticket. Little boost to get Aliyah to the finish line. And it worked. Both Aliyah and Olivia graduated from high school along with a big percentage of their classmates. That is one clear effect that the promises had. Over time, even with all these challenges, having free college tuition to look forward to has pushed the high school graduation rate in the district up and up and up. And then, after high school graduation, it was time for Aliyah and Olivia to actually use the promise, to go to college. Aliyah didn't feel quite ready to start. My grandpa was like, what you finna do? You finna go to school? I'm like, I don't know. He marched her down to the local community college. Got me registered for school. And then I was going to be a registered nurse. That's what I was doing. And I don't want to be a nurse. 
what Aaliyah did want to do was start looking after herself. So she moved out of her grandparents' house into an apartment, and she continued working at Wendy's to cover rent and food and bus fare. But her work schedule was not flexible. I'm like, I'm literally at school at this time. I can't come in or I can't open. And they didn't care. They'll still make my schedule however they want it. And then I feel like I got to go because I don't want to lose my job because I needed to pay for rent and I needed to live. Like, no. In college, Ali didn't have an administrator like Miss Yarborough helping her out or asking why she'd miss class. In fact, she felt like there was no support at all. Like, you had this login thing, and this was all your assignments on there. They didn't even show you how to do that. Like, you had literally had, like, hey, girl, you're in my class. Um, Can you help me? But if you're not social, I would feel bad for somebody that didn't talk. Aaliyah was studying something that she didn't want to study. She was struggling to pay bills, feeling a little lost in the college system. And then another challenge cropped up, this time in her personal life. Called my mom to come pick me up for church. And she was like, what's wrong? She could already tell that when she got in the car, I just handed her the test. And then she was just like, I'm, I'm behind you, whatever you want to do. And I, and I cried and went to church. That was the very first time I got pregnant when I was in college. Aaliyah remembers meeting a friend in the hallway of her college. And I just told her, I'm like, I'm pregnant. She was like, really? Oh, my God. She was really happy. But I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. What Aaliyah did was stop out of college. Not drop out of college. She did want to go back eventually. But she had an abortion. And then she took some time to focus on making money and getting her life in order. Later, she got pregnant again and had a son, Nasir, or Nas. Our other promised student, Olivia, also went to college. But for her, things went a little differently. By that point, my parents were well off enough. They told me I could go where I wanted to go. She decided to use the promise anyway, signed up for a school in state, and the road to graduation looked pretty hurdle-free. She was studying nursing, getting good grades. She got through several semesters. And then her boyfriend became abusive. And around that same time, she told me that a man in her apartment complex stalked her, harassed her, and eventually assaulted her. I struggled with trauma, which led me to struggle with bulimia and anorexia. My body became very weak. I couldn't even walk up and down stairs without assistance. Um, I was passing out. Olivia stopped out of college, too. She went to an inpatient treatment center, a relaxing place with a pond and lots of trees, And then she went home to her parents for a while. Aliyah and Olivia had very different experiences, but the end result was the same. They started college, but they didn't finish, just like half their classmates. Even though the biggest hurdle, the cost of college tuition, was removed. Once that hurdle came down, you saw all the other hurdles sitting behind it. When I talked to Michelle and to teachers and counselors in Kalamazoo, they all reminded me that in a high-poverty school district, there are students who get pregnant, like Aliyah did, or who struggle to make rent, like Aliyah did. They may have recently been evicted from their home and uh, or lost a sibling. Having to work several part-time jobs contributing to the family. I mean, I've, you know, I've had students over these 24 years who have just told me every story under the sun, and they break your heart, these stories. Providing free college helps 
in some cases a lot, in some cases a little, but it's not a silver bullet. It doesn't completely resolve the challenges that people face. In 2015, after their first decade, the Kalamazoo Promise staff pulled together a report, looked at the numbers, and they decided, all right, going forward, we want to knock down more of these hurdles. And if we can't do that with tuition alone, we're just going to have to change our plan. So after the break, we're going to see what they tried and whether or not it's helped students like Olivia and Aliyah make it to that college graduation finish line. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back. Last summer, Olivia Tarantine contacted the offices of the Kalamazoo Promise and sent them a text that basically said, Hello, I would really like to go back to college. And by that point, The Promise had put their new plan in place. The office had grown from three staffers to 15, including two employees whose entire jobs were get students like Olivia back into college. So when her text reached a staffer that she knew named Angelita, Olivia got a very quick response. A great big yes with seven S's. Angelita worked at my high school, and she's always been like someone I can go to and someone that she cares. Angelita helps students like Olivia to fill out their paperwork. She schedules placement exams. She sends lots and lots of encouraging check-in texts. And before school even started, she took Olivia to meet with an advisor who would help her build a manageable course load. Right, so you got your backpack. Yeah. This is your first day. I know. I'm <laughs> excited. I'm excited. It's just a little nerve-wracking. On September 3rd, Olivia is standing in her apartment, hovering over a backpack that she hasn't used since the last time that she left school. And it is still packed with all of her school supplies, but she's hesitating. I don't know, do I need a jacket? <laughs> I'm an overpacker. Eventually, jacket in hand, we get into the car, and it takes a little longer to drive across town than expected. I said two o'clock. So Olivia's a little late, a little flustered, but she finds her class and opens the door. Okay, well, welcome, everyone. I hope you guys have a wonderful first week. 
Olivia's very first class back is actually another promise effort to keep students on track to graduation. It's a very small group, just 11 promise students, all sitting so that they're facing each other. First of all, are there any questions about the reading? The text is, it's not easy. This special promise class is supposed to make sure that students have the skills they need to succeed in college. Skills like analyzing difficult texts. But the class is also a space for promise students to feel seen and heard. I messed up bad my last semester of high school because I surrounded myself with the wrong person. So it's... That's how it was my junior year. When the class wrapped up, Olivia seemed visibly more relaxed. You can um, unwind almost in a way. And this class is not the only Promise project that fosters connections. Do you remember how our other student, Aliyah, felt super lost trying to figure out her login? The Promise really doesn't want that kind of thing to happen anymore. So they've created a place on Olivia's campus for students to go that is full of helpful people. You can describe me as a diva in a dress. Katrina Goodall has everything. She's got candy, she's got Kleenex, she's got a soothing wall calendar of a beach. And every Promise student here has to meet with her or her colleague for coaching. So tell me how your first week of classes went. So far, school has been great. Good. The young man she's coaching stopped out after he became homeless. He's back in school and has switched majors, and Katrina goes over his resume, the money he owes for rent and books, and his syllabi, which he has carefully transferred to an iPad. Well, it looks like you got that pretty organized, so I won't give you services that you do not want. <laughs> After over an hour, their meeting wraps up. Well, only one more thing. Um, there is another aviation student here. She is an upperclassman, so I want to introduce you to because she knows the tips and the tricks of your major. Do you got time to meet her? Yeah. Okay. Okay. If there's nothing else, then The Promise may have started with just college tuition, but it has learned from past experiences. And now there is Angelita's scheduling help and Katrina's coaching and Olivia's special class. They've also added coaches in the high school, and they're building a big hub in the middle of downtown Kalamazoo with a computer center. But even with all these new tools, not everyone makes it to the graduation finish line. It's easier said than done. It's just, I gotta do it. It has been almost eight years since Aliyah graduated from high school and almost five since she had her son, Naz. Aliyah now works with autistic kids, and her job has given her a much clearer sense of what she wants to study. She says she wants to keep working with kids who need extra help, but with a degree that lets her make more money and provide for Nas. Whatever he wants to do, I don't want him to be timid to come to me. I want him to be comfortable, whatever. Like, if you want to, oh, mom, I'm going to build up a ship to go see the moon again. Well, guess what? We're going to do it together. But life is still full of hurdles. But like this year has been like a rough year, like on the verge of losing my car, on the verge of getting evicted. Like I had a whole eviction notice, like dealing with life. It's hard to, it really is. They don't teach you that in school. Like Olivia, Aaliyah also reached out to the Promise office to say, I want to go back to college. A Promise staffer did help her with forms, but there was this placement test that returning students have to take. It is only available at certain times, and there was no way to make it square with her work schedule. And I had to maintain life. I got to pay rent. I got to do what I got to do. So it's like, I can't. 
even with all the Promise Office help, Alia missed the deadline to start classes again on September 3rd. And if she does make it back, she's going to have to do some serious juggling between school and work and all the ways she wants to be there for her four-year-old. There are students like Olivia and Alia all across the country. Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders know this. The free college plans that they're proposing would actually make college debt-free, not just tuition-free. They've talked about covering textbooks and rent and even childcare, which means that people are already learning an important lesson from experiments like the Kalamazoo Promise. Tuition alone is not enough. Bird Pinkerton is the producer of The Impact. Our editor is Amy Drozdowska. Liz Nelson is Vox's editorial director for podcasts. Jared Paul mixed and scored this episode with help from Paul Mounsey. We had music from Jukebox the Ghost, APM, Poddington Bear, and Little Glass Men. Some important thank yous. First to Mark Hulesman, who suggested that we look into the Kalamazoo promise. Thanks, Mark. Kayla Miller is a Michigan education reporter. She introduced Bird to Aliyah and wrote great stories about the Kalamazoo promise. There's a link to her piece in the show notes. You heard from Valerie Long, Scott Hunzinger, Rebecca Lerner, Melissa Nesbitt, Amanda Bayshore, and Antonio Tiggs. Thanks also to Angelita Aguilar and Von Washington Jr. for all their help. And thanks to Tim Bartik, Brad Hirschbein, and Daniel Collier for their time. If you enjoyed this episode, could you please take a moment and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? It really helps other listeners find the show. And please email us, send comments and questions to impact at vox.com. I'm Jillian Weinberger. Talk to you next week. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.